Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. As the chime from the wind chimes uh, lingers on. It's lovely. Uh, thank you very much to a uh, uh, constant listener who told me who used to make wind chimes and she told me that this part up here is called the clapper that the morning glory vine is climbing up and that this part down here is called the sail. Now we all know. Let's see today is say it with me Friday October 8th and I apologize no podcast yesterday yesterday got away from me um it was uh <laughs> I overslept I slept until like 6 30 uh and I was moving slowly anyway and then a friend of mine came into town unexpectedly and so I went to have brunch and ended up spending pretty much all morning having brunch <laughs> and talking which was actually great it was a um, much needed break and a terrific conversation and um yeah so um I was just messaging with wonderful author Amanda Boucher hello Amanda um who said I looked down on Tuesday's podcast um or tired <laughs> thanks Amanda no I'm kidding uh, and she said um oh, I can't remember what she what she was putting it down to and she say oh that I was peeved about the review I wasn't peeved about the review I mean and I talked about that I think on Tuesday uh I mean I was semi peeved about the review but not upset about it um I just uh just felt like it was important to talk about um ageism I also want to point out I don't know if you guys can see it on the screen but my blue girl rose is blooming in the background there it's so beautiful and we're going to get a, a hard freeze next week so the garden will will pass uh, away for another year but um right now it's beautiful no I am I have had a tired I have just been tired uh I think that this book that I'm writing is kicking my ass I know it is it's been hard to write um genre departure and also it's um it's affecting me emotionally on a couple of different levels um some of it has to do with just um you know the feeling of trying to meet a certain expectation which as much as I fight it it's hard I mean it's just hard you guys um and I know that that's a question that you ask a lot you know like how do you kick those voices out of the room how do you divorce yourself from expectations when you're writing something and I mean it's like that's the answer is it's really freaking hard Um, and all you can do is your best. I mean, you just, you could try different techniques, but sometimes you just have to forge through it. The book is also, even though it is fiction, it's a novel, it is reaching into some painful experiences from the past that things that I have, um, 
set aside for a long time and that you know I've mostly gotten over but uh they're affecting me the the Taoists have an analogy and I don't think it comes directly from the Tao Te Ching it, it might there might be um, a line in of Lao Tzu's that directly addresses it but it's basically that you if you have muddy water you let the mud settle to the bottom and it and then the water is clear and if you go in there with a spoon and you dredge it up and stir it up it makes the water muddy and that that's where I'm at my water is muddy right now you know and it's an interesting thing because there's also drama going on in um, various facets of my life most of which um, are not of my doing actually I would say all of which are not (laughs) of my doing one of them is um, some people that are unhappy with me for what I think are are petty and silly reasons um it's you know I'll just tell you guys right out it's because in Monday's podcast I referenced some stuff that people had told me and they feel like I I violated a trust by talking about that stuff and I think you guys know that I'm very careful about what I talk about and what I say on here and I'm careful not to share uh, personal details but uh, they felt like I don't know they felt exposed and uh, I was given a warning not to uh, do it again and I said there's no way I can keep track of you know like what I hear in a particular place as opposed to a different one so I I extracted myself from that place so that way I won't accidentally violate this again and um, you know I, I said you know if if um, redacting personal details isn't enough then I don't know what is enough don't tell me yeah if you don't want me to uh, talk about a thing don't tell me and I find it particularly bothersome because I know that many people are much more secretive by nature than I am which I suppose is someone's right but I feel like being secretive about the business is um, I don't think that helps anyone and and this was um, wanting to be secretive within a particular group to make it be a safe space but um, I'm not sure exactly who that's you know I they felt like it was being protective of them and okay (laughs) whatever so um, but then there's there's a couple other things going on um, people basically stirring the water um, kicking up mud and it's hard to say all of the reasons I mean I could spend a lot of time speculating why people do that um, I think it comes from personal unhappiness I think if people are unhappy then they they want to stir up the mud and because they feel muddy themselves maybe they can't help it maybe they're just like down thrashing around in the mud and so they kick it up around the rest of us so yeah some of it um, you know is not you know some of it has to do with just various other things I'm tangentially involved in and one thing about people who are stirring up drama mud same thing um, is they they tend to want to loop everybody in (laughs) Um, and I don't necessarily want to be looped 
especially when I am dealing with my own mud stirring my judicious mud stirring I'm trying to like sip at the mud without uh, dredging it up but um, those of you who are writers know that um, it doesn't always work that way I mean that's um, sometimes the creative process can be difficult and angst ridden um, and I think that's just that's just part of it if we weren't dealing with emotion and dealing with different difficult stuff then you know what difference what what would we be doing we'd be doing nothing right so so yeah that's that's what I'm working on um and what I'm dealing with I so yesterday uh it's kind of ended up working this way lately that uh, it used to be like Tuesday was my low word count day and now I've ended up kind of crashing on Thursdays instead so it might be like I just have one day of the week that ends up being a low day of the week uh Tuesday was a very busy day but um you know and and to you know it's busy for personal stuff and with Sifwa I've had a lot of appointments this week it's just kind of worked out that way but it just disrupts my schedule disrupts my uh, my zen you know not nothing bad you know it's all like I had to go for my annual eye exam and and got my husband David to to go for his and it was the first time he'd been in in five years and uh, and unfortunately he's got cataracts which you know getting old as hell uh but um right now we're still going with glasses for him postponing surgery but you know it's like things right things daily things yeah oh so yesterday um I ended up uh you know lingering long over brunch with my unexpected guest and uh, got back home probably around noon <laughs> and then I had a CIFWA board meeting at two and I just thought and I just couldn't bear to look at the book I just couldn't bear to touch it and and it was later in the day anyway and I just thought okay I'm just going to take the day off from it and that worked that um that helped my my friend Kelly Robson the delightful writer Kelly Robson um who's been putting out uh she's got the announcement on her new book her um lesbian fairy stoner comedy that she uh wrote during the pandemic to make herself happy is going to be out from tour.com next year but it's getting closer now so that's nice that she's able to talk about it now okay I'm gonna have to pause and move from the sun I wanted you guys to see the rose and maybe you can't even see it but um I'll move now there I've got it tilted out just in case it's sort of hidden in the vine from your angle probably should we just go over and see it should we do a tour let's go do a tour of the roses all right hang on so I don't scrape okay there we go let's go do a tour of the roses here this rose is hanging over the path there we go look at that isn't it beautiful so beautiful this one over here is blooming too 
You guys see that? You can. Yeah, you can. So, and then the rest of the garden looking pretty. Ignore that bucket. That's one of David's things. He's got the um, motion sensor cam camera set up on it so he can see what's been coming in and raiding the pond. We think it's probably a raccoon. I think he has yet to catch it on film though. So, um, what was I going to tell you guys? I was gonna, I was branching into another topic there. Oh, just about resistance. So in one of my groups, and I'll even say, no, I won't say, but one of my other groups, that was the other thing about this is that, um, on Monday's podcast, I was talking about conversations from people in a bunch of different places a lot of different authors and it was not just these these folks um which you know there's a certain hubris to that right i mean and i think it's it's human nature right because we we all think that things are about us you know and maybe that's um some sur sort of survival instinct but i mean you know you've done it too right you see somebody one of your friends or like your worse, your editor, your agent, I've done this where, you know, like my agent will say, oh, spare me another book that has peppermint sticks in it. And I immediately start thinking, oh my God, did I put peppermint sticks in the manuscript that she's reading now? You know, and even if they add, no, this isn't about any of you, um, you're still thinking, well, but is it, <laughs> is it though? <laughs> Uh, so, you know, it's human nature that we think, oh, this must be about me because it must be about me. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, the stuff I talked about on Monday was a conglomeration of information from a lot of different places. And one of my other groups, um, who was actually happy to get a shout out. So I'll even give them a shout out. Uh, it's, the the fantasy romance discord, the Faro gals, uh, which a group that was founded by Harriet Moore, who writes this HR Moore. And I mean, Harriet has done an amazing job of, uh, bringing this community together of everybody who, of all these authors who write any form of, uh, fantasy romance. And it includes urban fantasy and contemporary fantasy and all this sort of thing. And, she's a lumper, not a splitter. And the, the discord is a really fun place and I don't always, uh, say things, but I usually check in and sometimes the bra the back scroll can be daunting cause these gals get chatty. But if you are uh, a writer in that genre, you should check it out because it is a, um, it is a really fun community. And anyway, a person, about whom I shall give no personal details, asked a question on there about being burned out because she had been working really hard um, and putting together a lot of, she'd been hustling. She'd been hustling. She had applied to be part of a lot of different uh, anthologies and box sets and so forth and crafted this schedule for herself to uh, you know, meet all of her deadlines. Does this sound familiar? 
it is about me, right? All about me. Uh, and that she was finding that she would try to open her document and work on it and like, couldn't even bear to look at it. Does this also sound familiar? And I know that this can be a difficult thing to parse because what is the resistance of, um, the normal dread and procrastination, which we all feel of like, Oh, I don't want to write, you know, writing is hard. All of these things, right? Um, making yourself put words on the page is absolutely one of the most important and hardest one skills that there, that there is. Um, if you want to, but if you want to be a, especially if you want to be a novelist, you have to learn how to do it. You have to learn how to write every day. And, and I put that, you know, quotation marks every day, um, in order to, to get it done. Right. Um, obviously it's not absolutely every day. And we have this conversation a lot, you know, because we'll give the advice and I received this advice for many years before I took it, which is to write every day and try to write at the same time every day. And that, that is the key to productivity, to building that writing habit. And I absolutely, absolutely believe that that is one of the ways to do it. And people will get upset and say, well, not everybody can do that. And that's fine. Not everybody can do that. But then somebody will always ask, well, do you really mean every day? Do you mean every, every day? I mean, do you mean like, even if you have people staying in your house, uh, if you have an out of 10 guest show up for brunch, um, if you're puking from food poisoning. So of course it doesn't mean, um, that you're there sitting at your laptop or walking at your laptop, um, despite the hurricane that is shattering the house around you. <laughs> okay. It just means build the habit try to write every day at the same time. Every day I take weekends off. Clearly I occasionally take a Thursday off. Um, so I don't know if there's a, maybe our language isn't good to communicate that, but it means make it a habit. Um, just like you go to work every day, right? If you have a job and some of you may not have ever had a job where you work for somebody else, but if you have a job where somebody pays you, you go to work every day, right? That's what we say. You go to work every day. Well, do you go to work every day? What about weekends? What about if you have food poisoning? What if it's a national holiday? Okay. It's the same thing. So just take it with that same, that same concept, right? Okay. So you want to write every day and at least attempt it. And I know that this contradicts what I just said when I said that yesterday I decided I wasn't even going to attempt it. And a lot of times if I feel that way, I will make myself at least attempt it. And sometimes, sometimes it works. Sometimes I, I do get words. Um, there is a certain feeling and, and this is not quantifiable, which the scientist in me absolutely sympathizes with any arguments you want to make here. Uh, but it's, it's a gut feeling. You just have to learn how to read the messages from your creative self, which is part of what having a consistent writing habit will teach you. If you make yourself write, 
I'm just going to say it this way every day at the same time, every day you begin to learn what is the baseline resistance to doing the work and what is something different. Uh, that is what having a writing habit teaches you. So if you get that feeling of complete and utter revulsion. And, and when she said that I knew exactly what she meant and I meant to, I was going to comment, um, and maybe I still will, or maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe someone will point out this podcast to her because I just didn't have time when I saw it. And it was also farther up the back scroll, you know, so you guys get it. Um, and other people had answered her and sometimes you feel like you're just late to the conversation, but the thing I wanted to point her to, which I also couldn't, <clears throat> is the panel that I was on at Nebula conference where we talked about burnout and you know, burnout is a very real thing, uh, especially for creatives and maybe not something that we talk about all that much. Um, but it it's real and it happens. And the bad thing is, is that once you hit that place where you hit a serious amount of like, I don't know, I'm trying to figure out how to describe this sensation. It's like when you look at the document and it's, it's almost like a big piece of rubber and you just bounce right off of it. Uh, it's like, it is not open to you. It, it's like, it's like, no. <laughs> and it makes that face too. It's like you open the document and you kind of look at it and it just makes the monster face back. At you. No, um, I don't know what it is. Uh, these things are maybe not definable in rational conscious terms, but, uh, it's, it's a real thing. So what do you do when you're there? Um, you have to take some time away and, and a lot of times you don't want to, you really don't want to, because whatever schedule or pressure you were under that got you to that in the first place that hasn't changed. Right. And so you're like, I can't, I can't not work on it because I have this deadline. But the thing is, is if you don't, if you don't take that time off, if you don't figure out a way to ditch that deadline or work around the deadline or postpone it or something, then you run the risk of making it even worse. And that it's an unfortunate and very uncomfortable truth. And there it is. Uh, and so I think I got distracted when I was, brought up Kelly Robson earlier, more than just about her delightful novella that will be coming out. Uh, we had a funny conversation yesterday morning because I said I was tired. You know, I said, Oh, I'm just tired. And she said, well, I think you need a vacation because you know, she said, you haven't done more than take like a few days off here and there. And, um, you know, she said, you probably need a two week vacation. When was the last time you had a full two week vacation? She's Canadian. Did I mention this? <laughs> feel like that's a salient point here because I said, Kelly, I don't think I've had a two week vacation in my entire life. I, and she said, well, then you need a three week week vacation. And all I could do was send her, you know, emojis that were like, <laughs> I can't imagine taking three weeks off. I can't imagine taking two weeks off. And she says, well, that's why you need to. And you know, she said, that's the, uh, the challenge of being busy because I'd replied saying, I don't know what I would do for two weeks. And, and she said, well, that's, that's why 
that's a challenge of learning how to not be so busy. Um, reader, I am not going to take a two week vacation. Maybe if I went somewhere and I don't know, had other things to do. I, I just can't quite imagine it. I don't know. Yeah. Besides which, um, it's not going to happen right now. So, so even though I just said that when you start feeling that, that sense of burning out of bouncing off of the thing that you need to take a break and come back to it. Uh, sometimes a smallish break will work. You don't have to take a two week vacation, Kelly. (laughs) So, um, I'm, I'm feeling good today. I'm feeling better about it. I'm going to, um, go dig in. I'm closer. I've got like 16,000 words on this book. I'm worried that the stuff I've written lately is, um, terrible. (laughs) I'm afraid it sucks. Uh, Dorinda offered to read it for me. She's like, I'll, you know, I'll tell you if it sucks. And I said, you know, I really appreciate it, but I'm not, I'm not at a place where I'm ready for you to tell me that it sucks. And this goes back to my shaken baby analogy, um, which I've talked about before. You'll have to go find it. If you look up uh, shaken baby syndrome in the tags, you'll find it. But you know, I'm, I'm afraid there's something very wrong with my baby and I am not ready for her to tell me what it is. Um, I'm just gonna nurse it a little longer and then, then we'll see. <laughs> As, um, it's not picking cotton, but you know what, you guys, it's not easy either. So on that note, um, I will remind you all that first cup of coffee is part of the frolic media podcast network, and you will find more podcasts that you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will, um, talk to you all on Monday. Hope you have a wonderful weekend, uh, rejuvenating and full of relaxation and fun things. And, um, I don't know if you've ever taken a two or three week vacation, tell me what you did. (laughs) You all take care. Bye-bye.